0: Hello and welcome to Guns and Devils Season Review. And with me, as always, is the Harry Kane to my son. It's Liam Hall, everybody. Hello, Liam. Hello, Carl. Um, Thank you, I guess, for that comparison.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that's uh, that's a new one. I mean, I I know your career is, is coming along very well. To be fair so um yeah i'm glad that my bts questions inspired you to to um pick up a new nationality but um <laughs> yeah i mean mate long time no see you, you've been avoiding me for so long
0: yeah yeah and i couldn't avoid you anymore i mean a 100 missed calls and voice messages please part with me carl please yeah, uh, I mean, I won't tell the viewers what you promised to do if uh, I eventually decided to record a V again, but we'll leave that to their imagination.
1: I mean, all I'm going to say is that
0: um, I sent
1: 99 letters with my pubic hair in it. And at the 100th, he um, decided to um, talk to me. Mm. So um try trying to figure out what on earth that means. <coughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's been good. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think what. What when the last time we even called was? I think I was actually happy then. Um,
0: but, <laughs> yeah, I think you were. Um, um, <laughs> how times
1: have changed. How times have changed indeed. Um, but I'm. I'm sure we'll get into that. But um, Carl, how how are you feeling? Are you, are you happy that some of the football was done?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, I'm not happy, maybe relieved is more the the correct word that this season is finally over, that promised so much for Manchester United and delivered so very little. Mm. Yeah,
1: and um, I'm certainly feeling some similar feelings. But um, I guess we might as well start with Man United. Um, I mean, it's been a... It's been a crazy year for (laughs) you.
0: It really has. It really has. Uh, It started off with a lot of promise. We brought in some okay signings, but there was always that nagging feeling in the back of a lot of Man United fans' minds that because we didn't sign a defensive midfielder, that we were going to struggle. Um, that proved to be correct. I mean, who knows if it would have made much difference or not? If we've had, if we'd have had a proper defensive midfield to, midfielder to hold things together, it, it might have made a bit of difference. It might have made none. It might have made a lot of difference. I mean, who knows? I mean, one, you know, we have seen one player make a huge difference before now, so you just never know. But. I think I think that lack of defensive um, midfielder cost Oli his job personally. Yeah. Uh, do
1: you do you think if you do you think if you got that mid, central midfielder, do you think Ollie still might be here? I mean, because he, he was doing a decent job for a little while at the very least.
0: Yeah, possibly. As I say, it, it might have saved his job if if it had improved performances enough. Um the, I mean we have yeah, we, we went on a run of quite a few large defeats and the board seemed quite reluctant to let him go, um, but the Watford, the, you know, I think it was 5-1 against Watford, it was the straw that broke the camel's back and I don't think they had any choice to let him go, but um, it might, I think in the long term it might be for the best because I don't think the coaching setup was very good. Uh, as I said many times before, I think a lot of players were ever standing still or, or going backwards under a stewardship. And uh, set pieces were a farce under him. We, you know, defensively and offensively, you know, we were leaking so many goals and we were scoring very few from corners and free kicks. I think it took beyond. Half the season before we finally scored from a corner, which is just ridiculous. Mm. So something, so not just on the pitch, but behind the scenes, some you know things just weren't right in my book. As much as I love That's Ali perfect. as a pers as a person and a former player, it, it it just wasn't top management material, I don't think.
1: I mean, even since he's gone, I think it's been a bit of a mess. I mean, you know, you had Carrick. <laughs> He was there after Solskjaer, two games, and then he left the club completely. Um, Obviously, Ragnik came in and, you know, it didn't work out, which I, you know, I mean, he only had a short amount of time. And then now he's left, like,
0: completely. He's not even doing the consultancy. No, I'm not surprised. I I, I wasn't always convinced he would actually stay on uh, to do that. I think that was perhaps just sort of added on to... uh, Make it look better that they were bringing in an interim manager, but I don't think they had a lot of a lot of choice. I think Carrick wanted to go with Solskjaer, really, but uh, they sort of convinced him to stay on to look after the team until he got someone in place, and. Um, yeah, I it might not have been what we needed on the pitch. The players obviously didn't take to his tactics and what he wanted to do. And perhaps because he was only on, you know, they knew he'd be going in six months. It's easy not to, you know, fully listen to him and do what he wants. But, you know, I think he told a few home truths that needed to be needed to be told. And I don't think anybody who wanted a job permanently or was getting a job permanently would have been able to have said those things. So um, hmm. there's a few been a few chopping and changes at the top as well. So hopefully Eric Ten can get things going a bit better. You know, he'll bring his own coaching staff in a proper full-time coaching staff that'll be fixed. And it's already looking pretty good. It's number two from Ajax. Steve McLaren, who I know mm. has never been a very good first team manager, but as a coach, you know, he was great at United during our treble campaign and, and others. So uh, he definitely knows what he's doing in that department.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think things could be looking up for you I mean, with Hag, I mean, he has a lot to do, um, but I think... He, definitely. I think he realizes that, and it sounds like um, the board is gonna
0: is gonna back him. Um, it's I mean, just he... convincing the players we wanted to join to come to us. It looks like they they're quite keen on Frankie de Jong, but it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like he's as keen to join us. Even though Barcelona do want to sell, so uh, I, I I don't know. There's like that lack of Champions League football is really gonna hurt it's... us. I think, which we could mm-hmm. have had. I mean, both you and Tottenham slipped up a couple of times if they'd have been a bit more on it and had turned up for more games, we probably could have secured it. But because they, you know, for some reason, they just didn't turn up, couldn't be after didn't want to play for Ragnik, whatever it was. You know, they they shut themselves in the foot, really.
1: Yeah, I just,
0: I don't think you had, um, I mean, you
1: you had no momentum on your side, really. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the, I mean, I'm looking at your last five results and they're not, Awful, you know. I mean, you, you drew against Chelsea, who, granted, mm. were in pretty bad form, um, and you beat Brentford. Then, I mean, four nil versus Brighton and one nil versus Crystal Palace, both losses. That's. Mm. It's just, I think you just lost your way near the end when you realised Champions League was gone. I suppose. Pretty much, yeah. But, um, I I will say one thing though. I did change my mind a little bit about Ronaldo near the end. What? No,
0: no. Oh, no. I know. I <laughs> know. But I've got, I've gone the other way though. Um, really? Um I mean, no, I'm being sarcastic.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's one of the things that I don't think he, I don't think he was a perfect fit for you, but I think he actually probably did the best with what he could do and the best of his ability.
0: He put it this way: when we never won a match when he, when he didn't play. mm. So he he obviously couldn't have been that much of a problem i
1: think if I think if Cavani was still fit, and I think if Greenwood obviously you can't really control the Greenwood's situation. no. If those two were fit and morally allowed to play, I think I think your season probably could have been different to you. Different for you. I think you maybe could have actually just just about scraped that top four.
0: possibly, possibly, but I still think not having that. CDM killed us, to be honest, because yeah. the amount goals were leaking and Maguire, Maguire had an all, well. he had an awful season. He, he really did. I don't know what was wrong with him. Rashford just wasn't setting up for matches either. So, got to hope Erickson Hag can, can get him going again. Mm. I mean, it
1: sounds like he's going for his um, ex-centre-back um, Timber, who uh, he, he seems like a very talented young centre-back. Mm which um i think him and Varan together could be really quite interesting and uh even a, a, like a back three with maguire with timber maybe covering him a little bit you know i think you could see the best of what he brings in possession if
0: if we get him i mean there's no
1: yeah there's
0: no guarantee we're going to get our targets really
1: yeah do you do, do you know who your targets
0: are actually uh yeah well Tim, timber as you say I think there was another defender, but I can't remember his his name. And uh, and Frankie de Jong, are the main ones I've heard. There's probably others. But... Trouble is, we get linked with every Tom, Dick, and Harry, so
1: it's
0: mm. it's, it's hard sometimes to separate that from fiction. Um, for me, if he wants, if we can convince him to join, uh, Christian Eriksen should be a no-brainer on a free. That'll be an interesting one. I mean, yeah. I imagine Tottenham would be keen to have him back, and maybe other clubs. But uh, I really think he could do a job for us in midfield. So, that, you know, on a free, that should be an absolute no-brainer. He's proved he proved at Brentford, was it? He was at. Yes. Yeah. That um, you know he's got it. He, he can still he can still play with his pacemaker. There was no there was no issues there. So um, I don't see. I don't see why you wouldn't at least make an attempt to lure him to the club, personally. It's a great show. I mean, you've been linked with him for a
1: long time. I mean, um, you know, both Lingard, Juan Massa and Pogba have gone. So you do, need, <coughs> you do need some reinforcements in that area, even just to cover
0: Fernandez if he gets injured. Exactly, exactly. Um, I imagine Van der Beek might get a bit more of a chance under out ten hack, but again, he didn't really feature a huge amount for Everton. I think he scored their only goal in their uh, uh, massive defeat on the last of the season, but um, that's true. Eric Ten Hag knows knows that, knows that him inside out, because he had him at Ajax for so many years, so maybe he can get the best out of him. Those are some saucy
1: details you just dropped, but um, I, I hope that, that you didn't mean anything sexual by that. <laughs> no, you know what um, I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a mixed season for you guys. Um, but, you know, I mean, with United, you have a lot of money. You have a lot of young, brilliant talent coming through. There's always potential.
0: Yeah, that show, um, I think he should be promoted to the first team. He had an excellent mm. season uh, when it, helping the team win the Youth Cup. There might be another couple of others that may be worth promoting to see how well they do. Yeah. Um, you know, they need to assess for, you know, players like Ahmed and Pelistri and and whatnot and whether, you know, are they going to get game time or do they just need to sell them if not? I mean, these are buys, you know, you might not want some of these players that Ali and Edward would brought in for whatever reason, so. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, it was also something I was going to ask you about, which is Hannibal.
1: I think it's Hannibal Magiri, mm. Um, who I've always heard a lot of things about from the academy and he's played a little bit for you, and most of it I've seen
0: is him just being super aggressive. Yeah, so same here. I've only seen him... I've probably only heard and seen what you've, you've seen of him, to be honest. He hasn't featured a great lot, and I don't always pay, pay huge amount of attention to... Um, the players that aren't really featuring in the first the first team squads, so um, interesting. If they feel he fairly deserves a chance, he can do a job. Why not? But uh, I haven't really seen enough of him to be super convinced. Yeah. Um, so what,
1: what about left back? Obviously Brandon Williams is on loan. Obviously Norwich didn't have a great season. Um, you know, you still have Tevez. And Shaw, who are both a bit suspect mm.
0: defensively. Um, but Shaw had that killer season not long ago when we finished second, and yeah. he played. You know, he had a good season for England as well. He just seemed to fall out of favour when um, Aragonet came in. So maybe Ten Hag will see things differently. I do think uh, when he's on, when he's on the form. Luke Shaw's as good as anybody, but his form did dip for what for whatever reasons. I don't know if a lot of our English players were were suffering um, mm. Euro hangover, the disappointment of the penalty defeat. Whether well, that's played, um, Rashford a fair bit because you know not, you know he missed an important penalty he and he also and he also got racially abused as well. So you know not everyone. I know Saka's managed to step up, but not every. Not every player, you know, or every person reacts and deals with things the same, do they? So mm, yeah, I think
1: that definitely. Um, I
0: think I think it's probably affected Maguire as well. Um, although he had,
1: although he also had a very good um, Euros, I guess I think criticism got a lot for him, and I think you know, especially when you when you get to that high. Of being in a final and you just like, mm. fall short. I mean, we saw it with Tottenham in, in Pochettino's last season after the Champions League final. You know, they they were so close to winning it and then they just couldn't recover for whatever reason. Mentally, they were just they were just gone.
0: Um, yeah, you think like getting to a final because it was our first final since '66 would be a big enough achievement as it is. But obviously, the pain of losing that final is even worse than going out in the first stage of a competition, um, you know to get so to get so close um, and not win.
1: Do you think it's but, uh, like, do you think it's a man management thing? Because when I compare all the people that kind of experience this kind of hangover, you know, all, all your United players, Ollie's never really been a great man manager, and neither was Nuno when he was at Tottenham with kane. Kane, kane suffered for... Mm. as well. I mean, do you think it is a man management
0: thing? Could be, could be. I, I don't know. I mean, different managers have different ideas and techniques and ways of dealing with players, but you, the, the thing is, and it's always been like this, um, maybe things have started changing a little bit in some places, but, you know, from my experience in schools back in my day and even certain workplaces, they tend to want to treat everybody exactly the same. Like, we show you how to do something and you don't pick it up straight away. And they're like, well, such and such picked it up. Why can't you? And, you know, the people don't seem to understand that. But everyone's different. Everyone learns and deal, deals with things in different ways. And just because people are unwilling to adapt their methods to for the individual, the, the individuals get blamed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. I mean, there's such a blame victim, like, um, not victimship there's such a blame culture, I think, in
0: English mm. football
1: specifically, really especially is. on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and especially when you're, I mean, you know, Marcus Rashford's very active on Twitter. He's very outspoken as well, so I, I wonder if that's kind of affected him to a certain extent.
0: Possibly, possibly. Um, but, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, as I said, well, that just seems to be the way of the world at, at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: one more thing before we move on to Arsenal. Do you think is there a moment where this kind of all went quite badly? Can you can you pinpoint like a, a specific match you remember where you're thinking like, okay, this this is starting to fall apart now, this could get
0: this could get bad? Pretty much after the first game of the season, to be honest. Really? Because even you know, the matches we were winning, we we're only winning just by the scale. I mean, they all look good against against Leeds we won five nil the four it's it was quite you know, first game season I can't flip remember but I know we won comfortably <laughs> we're a lot of good but we're not good in the uh, other match against Leeds as well. I think Leeds the way Leeds play suit, suited our team. And um um I can't remember what the second match was but I know the I know the Newcastle match um that's when Ronaldo Ronaldo's first match back, mm-hmm. and we won two one, but it was far from convincing. And I was having my even then you know with Ronaldo back, I still I was having reservations. You know, we, you know we, we made much harder work at Newcastle. We um, mm-hmm. were struggling at that time because before all the you know their new owners and Eddie Howe came in, so. Um, yeah, well, alarm bells were ringing quite early on, even when we were winning, because we were only just scraping wins by the skins of our teeth.
1: Everton stands out to me as well, from what I remember.
0: Mm. I remember that was...
1: um, Was it 1-1? I remember yeah. you, you were very close. I think Tom Davies
0: like, was really, really close to scoring. Somehow he fluffed it. Because they were struggling badly, and we couldn't even beat them. So, mm. yeah, and that was another good sign. And then we started losing matches... 4-5-0, which was ridiculous. And Oli got a stay of execution because we managed to beat Tottenham. And um,
1: <laughs>
0: we yeah. lost we lost the next two games after that. The final one being Watford losing 5-1. I think he had to go. I know there was a lot of people who were pro-Oli. And because Ragnick didn't do much better, I think we should have kept Oli on. But I just think after so many heavy defeats, Especially to a team like Watford, who were right down the bottom of the Premier League. I I just think his position became unattainable, personally. Yeah, yeah. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. Um,
1: So, so speaking of, I mean, yeah, (laughs) speaking of bad starts to the season, um, it seems like ages ago now, but Arsenal had an absolutely horrific start.
0: You really did. I mean, were were you, because we were actually above you for a little bit in the early going, I mean, were you, were you, Concerned the way you started. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were. I think we were 20th after three games, which
1: obviously is three games. But you know, to lose 2-1 to Brentford, and I think it was 2-0, I and mean then 5-0 to Chelsea and City respectively. I was like, oh god, this maybe like Arteta might need to go now. Um, and you know, I've been a staunch um you know, supporter of Arteta, so that was quite. It was quite shocking, really.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I was starting to think perhaps he is out of his depth and, you know, for Arsenal's own sake he might have to go, but then you did sort of start turning things around a little bit, didn't you?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, Ben White and Gabriel started together as a centre-back pairing for the first time, who I think complemented each other very well. Um, Tommy Asso and Ramsdale came in as well and... I think that kind of, that back four along with Tierney, I think that kind of, I think it gave a little bit of a platform for the other players further forward to kind of
0: start moving and start creating things. How how, how, how surprised were you with how Ramsdale did this season? Oh, dude, I, I was, I remember, I think me, you and Reese were talking about it we, many did, I mean, did we expect him to go straight into the number one spot and, you know, displace, so. was it Leno? Was it Leno? Yeah, it was Leno. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember the
1: three of us were just thinking, like, what the fuck is going on here? Why, why have we signed this this guy who was relegated twice and who, I mean, his his his, his passing and his ball playing was considered bad for Sheffield, which you know, <laughs> which feels <laughs> funny in hindsight, considering how good he has been on the ball for us for the most part. Um, it was yeah, it was very strange, but, but he came in against West Brom played very well and then he just started for the rest of the season and he kind of just he grew and grew from there and it's very weird how the season has turned out Because so I think I remember Gary Neville was saying that I think we had by far the worst transfer window um you know, let alone you know which <laughs> I mean considering his team and how his team's players can, kind of came in performed it's it's a bit startling
0: um well on paper well on paper perhaps it did look like yeah. that but it just goes to show you don't always need to go in and get these top names for stupid amounts of money and i think that's been man United's problem they've gone for they've gone for names rather than the best player for the best position if you if you know what i mean and yeah that's something that's something perhaps they need to rectify perhaps there are cheaper alternatives out there that can be just as good as some you know as spending 90 million on a poor pogba who can't be asked to play half the time but yeah (laughs) i I mean i i think there's a shout that ramsdale should be considered for the world cup you know if he continues this form uh, into next season, I really do.
1: Yeah, I think I think him and Pickford have a really tight race because I think Pickford really turned himself around as well. Mm. Um, I mean earlier on in the season he was he was awful. Um, and I mean just like the rest of the team, but I think Frank Lampard kind of got something in him. Did um, like, he now? <laughs> kind of, well, yeah. Talk about me making sexual references. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a few moments, there's a few games that kind of defined our season. The first one, which was the North London derby, the first one, um, where we just kind of, we blew them away. Mm. You know, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Yang had a really good game. Xhaka had a really good game before getting injured. Um, you know, it, it felt like we were building something. I think it kind of, for a while, that kind of pushed the team forward um, until actually we faced Everton. And I think it was Rafa Benitez. I think it was his last game. And we lost, I think, 2-1 to Rafa. And after that, Yang was exiled from the squad.
0: Yeah, uh, he had a bit of disharmony with um, Yang and all that drama of, in January of him actually going to Barcelona himself without the authority of the club. And the club just terminating his contract in the end so he, they, they could get shot of him. It was uh, a funny bit of funny bit of business surrounding him, but I think it actually helped the team. I think he started mm. playing better without him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean Lacazette came in and I mean he didn't score since October, but he got I think he got nine assists in that last little run in the season, which is a, mm. you know, a pretty decent amount. And the team kind of started jelling together. And I felt like there was some I mean, again, we felt like something was building
0: more and more, you know, and we we'd nearly beat Manchester City. You know That was a that, that game I think you should have won I watched that game I think you mm. should have won I was quite I was surprised At how well you played
1: Yeah Because I remember
0: what, Yeah I was watching that I was
1: watching I was in the pub And I was like Jesus Christ We might win this game <laughs> <laughs> And I mean I think they had Like they had some Players out injured But I mean It was a pretty Full strength squad They still team.
0: got They still got A hell of a team Even with Some of their What you consider First choice players Injured to be honest
1: Yeah absolutely And I mean I kind of shows considering, but we've been linked to a signing a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, I and mean, then we kind of it went pretty smoothly up until the Crystal Palace game, and that's kind of where stuff kind of fell apart. Um, Party got injured, Teeny got mm. injured, Tommy was injured. I think since your
0: old yeah? captain, your old captain coming back to haunt, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we had a lot of players who just weren't good enough to play for for the club you know, playing yeah.
0: for the rest I, of season. I know, I know that all too well. They, um... <laughs>
1: and it was, uh, honestly, it was awful. <laughs> so we lost to them. We lost to Brighton at home, and we lost to Southampton. And at this point, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, we might we might not even make
0: Europa League. But then you seem to sort of pull it together and go on another good run. And it looked like you would secure fourth, but... You seemed to battle it in the last two or three games for some reason, didn't you? When it when it really mattered. I think. What do just... you think? What do you think went wrong? Because um, against Tottenham, you completely lost your heads, didn't you? Mm. I
1: think we just. I think. I think we just got too tired. I think the players that we. I think we depended on some players for too long. And we definitely had weaknesses in our team. I mean, Rob Holding in that Spurs game was absolutely—he was shocking. I mm. mean, um, you know, him and Cedric, that right side, Son just went absolutely crazy down it.
0: Was it Holding to- who got sent off? Yeah, yeah, who I mean, that's another thing as well. Does it, that was a bit of a concern this season? Your disciplinary record. You, you seem to see. Yeah. I mean, perhaps in some cases, um, there's a case to be made that. Players or the club's reputation um, sort of preceded them, if you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. I, but still, it doesn't excuse some of the ill-discipline, and it was almost like the Wenger years again, where there's a lot of red and yellow cards. It's you know you're you're not you're gonna lose the matches if you get so many sending offs.
1: Yeah, I I think honest, I think some of it might come down to also it being quite a young squad. And probably a squad that doesn't know how doesn't know bit, how to get bit, away with it. Bit of an
0: experience, perhaps.
1: Yeah, because I think we made, I think we are like, we made the third fewest fouls in the league. I, I think that could be right. But I mean, we we make we make very few fouls, but we always seem to kind of get caught for it. I don't know if it's because the fouls stand out more, or if the players just aren't very good at making it look like an accident. <laughs>
0: You don't do you don't foul much, but when you do, they're bad ones. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Cause I remember. I mean, there's some shocking decisions as well, like Gabriel Martinelli one, where he got two yellows in a space of seven seconds. I it's just. I mean, I think Arsenal fans have kind of developed a bit of
0: a reputation for thinking the world is against them. Yeah, but but players have got to learn, you know, when they pick to be on card, to be, you know, to watch themselves and be a bit. More, you know, be a bit more sensible, oh. but your, your players don't seem to have that ability. They just seem like Rob Holden. I mean, he just kept going in for rash challenge after after rash challenge. And I, I maybe some, sometimes it's a bit harsh, but I also think yeah. Arsenal use this all against the world thing as a bit of a cloaking device to, you know, to, to protect themselves from the truth that. Perhaps your discipline isn't quite as good as it should be. I
1: mean, the prop Holding one is absolutely inexcusable. He should have been off even before that, to be honest.
0: But mm. I, think, I think that's what I way mean. Way. He just needs to completely lose his head in that match somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think people are more annoyed at the stuff like the Marcinelli, where he, mm. he, he didn't even know that he got booked for the first yellow card because it wasn't even shown to him.
0: Well, that, well, that's the referee's fault, then. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> he didn't show. Him, was, was it not shown to him or did he do that old thing where the, the player walk, you know, walks away?
1: No, it, it wasn't
0: shown to him at all. I mean, I think
1: it happened once, like 10 years ago in an international game. But, you know, it nearly cost us a match. But, um, I mean, in the end of the day, I think injuries, inexperience, I think just running out of steam kind of hurt us. I mean, the Spurs game we lost, we could have lost it as long as we beat Newcastle. But Newcastle, the team just looks so tired and they got absolutely blown away and destroyed by Newcastle, who, to be fair to them, were absolutely fantastic.
0: Um, but why do you think you were so tired? I you think it's because you had the backlog back of matches because of the COVID things? It's not like you had a big run in Europe or any mm-hmm. of the co- competitions this season, is it? I mean,
1: mm-hmm. Liverpool
0: played every game available to them. And you know they 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 never looked as tired and jaded as um, perhaps you're trying to make our Arsenal were so yeah you know, so so why was that? I think there's
1: a few explanations for this. Um, I mean, one I think we have a very we have a star which requires a lot of pressing and a lot of dogged defending, and we also just have a very very small squad. I think we have mm. I think we had 18 first team players, and you know when you get injuries to some. I think also the backups aren't at the required level. I mean, the jump from Tierney to Tavares to, to or Tommy Asu to Cedric is 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 too big. Or well, even Ben White to Holding. It's I think
0: yeah.
1: Even you know I think El actually had a decent end of the season, but he's nowhere near the level of Thomas Party.
0: Your cover's just not quite good enough.
1: Yeah, and I think I think I think. I think yeah, some of the players were just tired because of our style and I think I mean I think there's a lot of combinations but at the end of the day we we couldn't get it done and I think this season is still better than a lot of people expected but I think the fact that it could have been a lot better and it was so close to being so much better I think that's what mm. makes it so hard for a lot of fans
0: yeah yeah understandable and you and, um, you're being linked now with players like Yuri Thielmans and Gabriel Jesus. Mm. I mean, would they be players you'd like to see see come in? I, think I mean, so. yeah, you're gonna be like you know, you're gonna be a little bit like us because you haven't got to League football. <laughs> yeah, you might have to accept you won't get your top targets. Yeah,
1: I think that is I think it has a part of it. I mean, um I mean Jesus he he's not really a great striker in terms of scoring, but he provides a lot. And he I think he also, importantly, would provide a lot more better cover for Saka, you know, instead of Pepe. Um Tiedemans is an interesting one because he's not great defensively, but I think he actually could be a bit of an upgrade on Xhaka in some areas. Um, so I think, I think they're more smart signings than signings mm. that would make you're like,
0: oh, holy shit, Arsenal mean business. Do um, you think there's anybody else you might like to... Because if Lacazette's going, you might even need uh, another forward perhaps as well.
1: Yeah, it sounds it sounds like we're going to be keeping Inketia, which I'm I'm actually I'm more happy about than, mm. about it than I thought I would be. <laughs> um, I mean Gianluca Scamacca is a player we've been linked with a few times, who's an Italian striker. Um, same with Tammy Abraham and Oshomen.
0: Um I mean, I yeah, think... I mean, Abraham had a great season at, mm. at Roma, but again, as we've seen a few times, a great season in one league doesn't always translate into another. I mean, Bukaku had a great season for Inter Milan, and he never just never really started hitting for Chelsea at all, did he? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they chased him and wanted him, and yet the excuse is, oh, he doesn't fit two Kels, style of play, then why did Tuchel bring him in then if <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> see?
1: I think that's what kind of scares me a little bit about Jesus, because I don't think in terms of a striker, he's a slight upgrade on Lacazette, but he's not a huge one, but I think the versatility makes him a good signing. Um, I mean, I think the big centre-forward thing is encouraging, because I think that that's what this team needs. They need someone who can bully defenders, who can stretch the play a little bit and provide a bit of aerial threat, and also he's a good Goal scorer. I mean, that's why we were, that's why we were linked to Vlahovic in, in January. Mm. Um, and I think those three signings, you know, I think that could really improve things. And there's some, I don't know if you heard of these other links, but Zinchenko and especially Gnabry are really interesting and unusual.
0: Yeah. links. is Gnabry, uh, form a former player. <laughs> he
1: is, yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, he's been he's been on fire for you know Bayern Munich, mm. and he's a former Champions League winner. You know, it would be interesting because
0: so I, I I don't know. You know him and Saka again there's obviously something different about the German league though because mm. players that have come the other way like Sancho I keep saying Zerner and even Havitz they haven't Havitz has been a bit better than the other two but they haven't lived up to the hype of what they were bringing uh, in the Bundesliga have they nowhere near so
1: it is a risk it'd
0: be, and it'd be very interesting to see how does I mean yeah he's been awesome um, scoring goals for fun but will, he be, but will he be able to be the exception to the rule of light? and will he be able to keep that going? And the Premier League, I'm very intrigued to see.
1: Mm. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun um, to see how he develops. But um, in, in general, I'm reasonably optimistic about our transfer window. I think it really... I think the free signings, which we kind of expect. If I think, you can. I
0: think The
1: strikers, <laughs> if we get them, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the strikers is going to be a really interesting one because we need someone who can, you know, mm. if Eddie starts, I think Eddie would be a good starter, but clearly we also need another, you know, someone who's equally, if not better than him. So um,
0: yeah. No, yeah, it's going to be interesting summers for. For both our teams to see who they can bring in and if they can get themselves to where they think they should be. Absolutely. Um so I guess
1: with that, we um we, we, let, let's talk a bit about the players of the season. Just 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 very briefly. Um do you is there anyone that stands out to you in terms of
0: like a main player of the season? Um well it's hard to look past the likes of um Kevin De Bruyne uh, Son and Ronaldo really Um, I think all three had exceptional seasons I mean Son Son shared the golden boot with um, Mohamed Salah who also had an excellent season to be fair Um, very integral player to Liverpool's season where they nearly won a quadruple but didn't quite bless them you know De Bruyne um, doesn't always work too well when they try and play him as that false nine, but there's no doubt in his quality in midfield and um, certainly integral part of Manchester City clinching the the championship. And even though United were absolutely pap, Ronaldo kept us going in pretty much single-handedly, kept us going in the Champions League for as long as we did and managed to score... 18 goals, finishing second um, or mm. third, however you want to to class it with two with uh, joint with joint people in top with 18 goals. So um, yeah, definitely some of the standout players for me. Yeah, um, I mean De Boyne is a very interesting one because usually we think of him
1: more as a creative player, but he scored 15 goals from midfield. That's that's mm. pretty insane, and I didn't even I didn't even notice it. Do you know, Raheem Sterling has also scored 13 goals, which shocked me to be honest, because I I thought that he's had an absolutely
0: shocking season. Yeah, because they're always talking about um, moving on and leaving Man City, aren't they? I don't know where mm. those rumours come from, but he seems to. Seems to do pretty well. I mean, you're never going to play every game under pack because he likes to ro- he likes to rotate his teams to the dismay of fantasy football league <laughs> participants across Especially the you. globe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned just not to Man City playing the team. <laughs> it's not. It, not it's, it's not. It's not worth the hassle.
1: Very true. Um, I it's helpful one for me because I mean, Son has scored 23 goals with no penalties, which is. Absolutely insane! Yes, it is
0: outstanding, isn't it, to score that many without, without a penalty? And I think he's,
1: I think he's scored more goals with his weak foot
0: than he has with his strong foot,
1: which is a very weird statistic. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a player score that many
0: and score more with his weak than
1: the strong. Foot. But
0: he creates a fair bit as well, doesn't he? Because he gets quite a lot mm. of assists for for Harry Kane and others, so.
1: Yeah, I I think he's on. I think he's seven assists and twenty-three goals, which is quite a lot. And I I mean, he's overscored his xG I think by eight, which again is Mm. just an insane amount. Um, Obviously, Salah is at the top of the goals and the assists chart, which is again pretty mental. But obviously, you wouldn't hear about it because he's not an England captain. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, he's been a pretty good season for you know, top-class players. Um, I think it's is, is it a really tough choice mm. who's top. Because I think, I mean, you can't really argue with being top of goals and assists, but he really dropped off after AFCON, I thought. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I think Son maybe just about edges it for me, but I, I, I could see it going to anyone, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I'd say Son just about edges it for me as well. Because, again, that... Tottenham team were struggling at points as well. So, I think he did very well to get the goals he did.
1: Coming, me, <clears throat> Yes, um, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, like you mentioned earlier that Liverpool nearly got the quadruple. Um, I think they just about pulled off a double in the end.
0: Mm. Did, did they even do that? Or did they just win one? I can't even remember. <laughs> well... They they won two trophies without winning the finals, if that makes any sense, because they they won both on on penalty shootouts against Chelsea. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, I think you said, but they haven't even scored in any
0: yeah, of the finals. yeah, 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 and then in the Champions League final again, even though they've been quite a free scoring team, they played three finals and failed to score an open play in any of them, which is quite bizarre when you. You think about it, so you can't just blame like Klopp. You can't just blame the teams for not playing in a way that suits Liverpool. That's not how football works. You're playing a way to nullify (laughs) your opponents, and if that means being quite defensive, that's how you play. It's a genuine tactic. So I don't get Klopp's whinging about playing football the right way and all that bollocks. You know, you you play to win, and you know he got out fought. And out-fought in three finals, basically, in my book. He was just fortunate enough to to win two on penalties.
1: Yeah. Did, did you watch for a Champions League final? Yeah, I did. I've I, I no idea how they how didn't score, though, in
0: fact. No, no. <laughs> Quartar was basically Superman between the sticks.
1: Mm.
0: He, he was so good. Yeah, I mean, and Liverpool did make a mess of a couple of good chances as well. To be fair to them,
1: that's true. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Real Madrid took their chances. I mean, it could have been worse for them if, if that penalty decision didn't mm. go in their favour. Um, but it, you know, I think that was probably one of my favourite Champions League finals for quite a few years. Um, although it lacks a bit in goals, but
0: usually yeah, it was it was entertaining and um, close and you know closely contested as well. Yeah, um, but it's not going to be as fun next season in the Europa League
1: final when um Arsenal and Man United play each other.
0: No, (laughs) (coughs) if we we get that bloody far, if we get that far, yeah. (laughs) But,
1: um, yeah, you know, it's been it's been a fun, I think, overall, it's been a fun season objectively for football,
0: yes, definitely.
1: Um, although it definitely felt very, very long. Um, I I think. I'm I'm really enjoying the break. <laughs> <laughs> it's been way too. I, I don't know about you, but I've got way too emotionally wrapped up in 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 them a little bit. Yeah. But, um.
0: It's, it's it's hard not to though, isn't it? Let's, let's be honest.
1: Very um, true. True. Um. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any teams um that caught your eye before we finish?
0: Uh, not so much. No. Um. I think pretty much the top three were who I thought the top three would be you know, I thought Chelsea would perhaps put up a bit more of a challenge but they seemed to go through a, a bad patch where hmm. they couldn't win a game for a for some reason. Um, I think they were uh, lucky to qual- qualify still to be honest I mean they did slip off quite badly at one stage but they managed to just put themselves back together to, to make sure third and I think you know, they were helped by the fact that you know United, you know, Tottenham, and Arsenal are so sort of patchy and all over the place as well. Yeah, and I think
1: it's going to be interesting to see how they um, how they recruit um, next summer. Mm.
0: Um,
1: you know what? I um, I can't remember when we last podcasted, but I think we weren't particularly very complimentary of Frank Lampard. I think he's really turned that club around
0: a little bit at least for that final phase. Mm, I don't. I'm still not super convinced. I think. He was saved more by uh, the ineptitude of the other teams around them more more than anything. I mean, they, I mean, all right, they pulled off a couple of decent results, but um, then they lost to you, what was it, 5-1 or something like that, it was, was it? It was, it was 3-1. 3-1. And
1: I think they also lost to Brentford, I think, 3-1.
0: Um, so I, I don't know I still oh, think
1: oh no, yeah, sorry, you have em- to Everton lost 5, five us. Yes, yeah, sorry
0: Austin so you, you don't even know how badly are beating team, teams <laughs> but um, yeah I, I, I'm, I, I'm still not completely convinced on him which is a bit of credit for keeping them up I suppose, but we'll see next season.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's it for me, I, I think I think he did a really good job on, of galvanising the team even though I think oh. he left a little bit late <laughs> well, As much as I hate to admit it Because he's not a civil player I think Gerard did a, a really good job At Villa to be honest mm, Yeah and
1: it, by the looks of their signings I think they're going to be building something,
0: mm. something Interesting he, look, he, looks like, he looks like he's Got something about him for management To be fair he, he really does I mean he was excellent at Rangers As well so he's someone To watch out for possible I think I think there's a strong possibility when Klopp finally goes, Gerard will be the man to replace him unless things go spectacularly wrong in the interim. I don't think they should, but I could see it happening. <laughs> no, I think by the time well, I mean I think by the time Klopp um steps away, uh it'll be the right time for Gerard. Yeah. I suppose we'll see. But um, yeah. But um, it all depends. It all depends. I mean, it could go spectacularly wrong at Villa and his managing career at top level could could end you just don't you just don't know i want to um
1: finish this football bit um by laughing at tottenham for a very brief moment um not because of how they played because i think they've been really good under conte um and obviously they got fourth in the end but watching them celebrate with champagne for finishing fourth and son gaining top goal scorer was so just embarrassing. I mean, I know we, we, we've been criticised for like
0: over celebrating at points, but you're spraying
1: people with champagne—really?
0: Oh, well, man. I don't know. I think I think it could be considered a, a decent achievement, um, but the way their season started and and what have you, but
1: yeah, I mean, always oh, it's a good achievement, but I think celebrating with champagne—I think that's a bit much for me. Possibly, possibly. I mean, if I was asked, I think people would, just, I think, I think, you know, Gabby Agbonahol Gabby would, would like develop a hernia or something,
0: you know. But, you know, when was the last time they actually won won anything a note? So, you know, fin- finishing fourth is like a, a big, a big achievement for Tottenham top, because they're so shy.
1: They, they probably think it's a trophy, to be fair. <laughs> they, they,
0: they probably thought
1: what Wenger said was actually factual. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to laugh at them very briefly, because I thought it was quite pathetic. And I think it just sums up the club. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Spurs do as well and how long mm. Conte lasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's not football, but I just want to give a shout out to Rafa Nadal because on this yes. day he won his 22nd major t- championship within the French Open for the 14th time. So that puts him two ahead of Djokovic and um, Fred Arnault, though I suspect Djokovic will win Wimbledon. So, you know, amazing achievement, especially as he's pretty much playing with one foot these days. Absolutely crazy. So,
1: yeah, I remember a few years ago people were thinking he was part of
0: his final retirement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and to be they're probably right because he wasn't playing brilliantly from what i remember so i mean fair play i mean what how, What? He, he must be over 40 by now
0: no oh, he's 36
1: is he really oh fair enough
0: yeah it was his birthday a couple of days ago um but saying that i felt like i was done by 36 so how are you still playing top tennis i'll never know boggles can... the mind
1: Fair play to him.
0: I mean, he, he he's
1: clearly worked for it. And like you say, I mean, the sacrifices that sport people mm. put their bodies through just for this. I mean, Ibrahimovic as well put a thing out about he he, he didn't even have a knee anymore. It's just, it boggles the mind. I, I don't know if it's particularly something we should be encouraging, but...
0: Mm-hmm. It might affect the man in later life. You, you, you just don't know, do you? Yeah. Uh,
1: but I mean, like, like I say, congratulations to him, as you say. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want
0: to... Um... No, I think that's pretty much covered it for now. All right.
1: P- p- plug me away, my friend.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll plug you. Don't you worry. Um, But yeah, you can, <laughs> you can find <laughs> me, as always, at uh, Carlos underscore fire eighty on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at rogue underscore opinion on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can check out other podcasts that I've done with Scott as we um Talk about the new, brand new Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh, so
1: wow. I make sure, sure
0: to, oh, it's been brilliant. So make sure you check out our thoughts on that. And there'll be uh, another episode uh incoming anytime soon if this comes out first. Well, I'd love to,
1: I'd love to guest on that at some point if I manage to catch up with it. Um, <laughs> and you know, you, you won't believe this, Carl. I actually have something genuine to plug
0: jesus christ
1: i know yeah so um i've been working on a a tv show and a short film for the last two years and we're finally getting to the funding stages and we're doing really well but um i just wanted to put it out there on this podcast so um if you go on indiegogo and search for uh um, perfidia um the perfidia short film which i co-wrote um will come up and uh yeah please donate to it give what you can even just read about the project we really appreciate it so um yeah, we've been working on this for a long time and it's um it's become a little bit of a baby. Um, except it doesn't shit itself every <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, it's uh yeah, please check it out.
0: Yeah, go go do that. And Liam's very hopeful that it'll turn better that turn out better than this porno. We, we don't need to get into that. We don't need to get into
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> two, t- two raccoons, one cup is something that shouldn't
0: be shared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, we, we, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> but um, come my friend. I've loved this,
0: yeah, yeah, me too. And I love so. you, uh, yes. Well, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> you have to go now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, strangely. <clears throat> oh, anyway, bye, everyone. Bye. bye. bye.